TII, item 474, November 17th, 2018, iOS 12.1.1, betas 1, 2, and 3. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. This episode is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash TII and using TII checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Eero. To get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year Eero Plus, please visit Eero.com slash TII and at checkout, enter promo code TII. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music here in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob, made this song on holiday using GarageBand app on my iPhone. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, Jeff J. Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank David for sending in the artwork for today's show. David wrote the following. I, Rob, have attached a photo taken at my local Apple store located at the Westfield Miranda Shopping Mall in the southern suburbs of Sydney, Australia. I'm with my 10-year-old daughter, Minami, who is a keen Apple fan girl using iPads at both home and school and makes occasional YouTube videos for fun with her mother, Apple devices are great for families, and often my daughter is the first to share new apps and techniques with my wife and I. The photo was taken on my recently refurbished iPhone SE and edited in Adobe Photoshop Mix using my fourth generation iPad. The font is Avner Next. Keep up the podcast, and thanks for all you do for the community. Regards, David Vaughn. Well, thanks, David, for sending this in. And folks, you can see the artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for app 474 or at instagram.com slash today in iOS and also at facebook.com slash today in iOS. Folks, if you have some artwork and or music that you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. On November 1st, Apple had their quarterly conference call to go over their Q4 of 2018 the one that ended at the end of September, and Apple stock dropped quite a bit after that call, and much more since. So why did Apple stock drop after the last call? Simply, Apple took away one of the toys it has given to analysts for years, and they were mad. The analysts were mad at Apple, and they downgraded Apple. Okay, well, that and their guidance for the current quarter was soft, but mostly because Apple took back their toys. And that toy is the unit sales for iPhones and iPads, and Macs. Something we have agonizingly speculated about, watched analysts over and underestimate for years, gone. Poof. No more, no more. And unlike the Lord, it's not coming back. Kaput. I have all kinds of charts showing the growth, flatlining, and or the decline of different product units and sales from Apple. And in a nutshell, that's Apple's issues uh, with the numbers. Well, not that I personally have charts and graphs, but more so that all the analysts do. And I guess Apple is saying, look, we've reached max unit sales per quarter. It's not really going to get much better and than where it is today. And flatline growth or worse, a slight decline is not sexy and not what Apple really wants the narrative to be. So with that in mind, here is what will sadly be our last unit sales report 
Uh, look in the TI app for the bonus PDF for this episode showing the unit sales for iPhones and iPads since their launches and for the very last update of those numbers, sadly. Play sad trombone here. Wah, wah, wah. And let's start with some of the good news. Revenue. Revenue was $62.9 billion for the quarter versus $52.6 billion a year ago in the quarter and $53.3 billion the previous quarter. Total cash on hand, $237.1 billion, down for $6.6 billion for the quarter. Uh, previously, it was $243.7 billion. Those are dollars, and everything's U.S. dollars. Last quarter sales. Now we're going to get into the units. Um, iPhone sold 46.9 million units versus 46.7 million a year ago, hence why Apple wants to no longer talk about this. And it was 41.3 million units in the last quarter. iPads sold 9.7 million versus 10.3 million a year ago and 11.6 million the previous quarter. And Mac sold 5.3 million versus 5.4 million a year ago and 3.7 million last quarter. The miscellaneous notes from the call. The 62.9 billion in revenue we've mentioned in the quarter, that was 20% above the year ago quarter. Really impressive. Cash dividend of zero, uh, 73 cents per share uh, will be sent out on November 15th. So if you had shares of Apple on November 12th, you received 73 cents per each share. iPhone ASPs were $793 last quarter. Compare that to a year ago, it was $618. That is a huge, huge increase. Apple returned $23 billion to investors in the quarter. Apple shipped their two billionth iOS device last quarter. And to celebrate, as we mentioned, they are no longer saying how many of the units have been sold. From the conference call, Luca said the following, quote, starting with the December quarter, we will no longer be providing unit sales data for iPhone, iPad, and Mac. As we stated many times, our objective is to make great products and services that enrich people's lives and to provide an unparalleled customer experience so that our users are highly satisfied, loyal, and engaged, unquote. And really, if you want to see why, look at that PDF in the bonus section for this episode. There are two slides, well, really three, that show why Apple is no longer giving unit sales. And it is the slides where I chart out the total unit sales for iPhones and iPads for the last four quarters combined. In the PDF, it's slides two, five, and seven, which show iPhone sales for the last four quarters, iPad sales for the last four quarters, and then both the iPhone and the iPad sales for the last four quarters, and when you look at these, it is really clear when you see this why Apple is doing what it's doing. With iPhone sales, Apple hit peak unit sales back in late 2015 and then dropped down a little through 2016 and has been flat since. For iPad sales, Apple hit peak unit sales back in 2013, early 2014, then a big decline going from around 65 million units in four quarters to the mid-40s. Um, million units in 2017 for four quarters and then going flat since then. Plain and simple, the optics of unit sales are not good for either product line. And Apple pointed out strongly, they were the only one in the industry reporting unit sales and giving the much wider price range for iPhones now and much higher ASPs, they feel unit sales do not reflect an accurate picture of what is going on. But come on, man. 
Tracking unit sales is fun. Speculating about them is, well, interesting at worst and humorous at best. Sadly, as I said, that PDF with updates on unit sales will be the last, and slides 2, 5, and 7 are why. Here is the problem with the really high ASPs. It's possible, and I would say probable, that Apple has reached past the point of optimal squeezing of blood from a stone. My iPhone XS Max and case and screen protector, plus the new Apple Watch, set me back around $2,500. When both my boys have spent the last three weeks saying how cool the new iPad Pro is and the new Apple Pencil 2 and why we need them, and I'm not even a little bit moved by their arguments, and it's a tax write-off for me, well, I have to imagine the average consumer that does not have a podcast about iOS devices i.e. 99.99999% of the population, um, they have to really be feeling that push uh, up in the ASPs. And, and it might be a little too much. I think Apple knows that too. And is why they are picking now to kill off unit sales reporting. Clearly, this is something the analysts are worried about. And maybe I read one too many negative articles the past couple weeks. Apple stock clearly has been impacted by Apple's decision to remove unit sales, going from $223 a share to under $190 earlier this week, a drop at one point of over 16% from the peak last month. We'll get into some of the iPad Pro reviews later in the episode, and, and I do think it is an awesome device, not just one I have given that, you know, two iPad Pros right now. I really just can't justify it myself this year. Overall, I think Apple stock price drop was an overreaction, and it's still a great stock to own. And as I said before, I do own shares in Apple, but I think it'll be a bit before Apple gets back to that 220 peak range again. It's going to be some time. Analysts don't like the unknown, and for the past, well, forever, Apple gave unit sales data, and going forward, they will not. And that means they need to find new items in Apple's quarterly reports to overreact to um, either direction going forward. And until they find those things to overreact to, Apple stock will likely languish kind of where it is now, give or take $10 a share, um, at least for the foreseeable future. Release the hounds! And for those waiting for that, with regards to iOS 12.1, you can release the hounds iOS 12.1 is definitely worth updating too. Apple also released a few betas since the last episode. iOS 12.1.1 beta 1 was released November 1st. Usually double dot updates are just about bug fixes, and well, I guess that's kind of what this is, but they did give back uh, or bring back a feature. Apple restored the ability to capture a photo from FaceTime Live. Great, I guess, for getting a picture of your significant other in their birthday suit when you are having a more risque FaceTime chat when you are lonely and on the road. Or, you know, so I've heard from some people. Apple also improved uh, the UI for FaceTime with mute and flip camera actions added to the main view instead of hidden in a submenu. By the way, um, all participants need to be updated to iOS 12.1.1 for FaceTime Live Photos to work. It is enabled by default, but you can kill it by going to Settings, FaceTime, Live Photos. On November 7th, Apple rolled out iOS 12.1.1 Beta 2. 
Some reports show this update allows for the iPhone XR users to use haptic touch to expand notifications on the lock screen, similar to how other iPhones uh, you can use 3D touch on notifications to expand it. Also, with 12.1.1 Beta 2, Apple added a new option for, in the Apple News that is, to hide the sidebar on the iPad in landscape mode and it introduced the option to turn off the physical SIM in a, in a device in favor of the eSIM. And while well, there are other unknown or unspecified bug fixes and optimizations. And on November 15th, Apple released iOS 12.1.1 Beta 3 to devs. And as would be expected, the third beta of a double dot update brings no new items and just bug fixes and optimization, which means it's close to being released to the masses. Apple could push this to Goldmaster the week of the 19th, but why do that to themselves on a holiday week in the U.S.? Best for them to wait until November 27th or thereabouts to roll this out. It's a double dot update, and why would they do that the week of Thanksgiving? Which means they'll probably do it the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> and if for some strange reason Apple does decide to roll out iOS 12.1.1 Goldmaster the week of Thanksgiving, don't update. Wait. Wait until the next episode. Wait until the episode after any update to hear if there's any major issues. The last thing you want to do is be upgrading to a new version of iOS right before you get ready to travel for the holidays if you're in the U.S. Speaking of fixes, Apple did roll out iOS 5.1.1 to the masses back on November 5th. If you have not updated to it, you should. Apple also introduced Watch OS 5.1.2 Beta 1 and 2 on November 7th and 15th respectively. And typically, double dot updates for watchOS means nothing but bug fixes. This time, however, that was not the case. There is actually something new Apple is giving us. There are new complications, i.e. home screens. The new complications include mail, messages, home, maps, Apple News, and more. Additionally, Apple added a toggle in the control center to turn on and off the walkie-talkie feature. So thank you for that one, Apple. Apple also rolled out tvOS 12.1.1 betas 1, 2, and 3 and kept them lockstep with iOS 12.1.1 betas 1, 2, and 3. No new features were reported, just bug fixes and optimizations. I want to once again thank Casper for supporting our show and for the Casper Wave mattress for supporting my back every night. With our last mattress, if I sat up in bed for an hour, my back would hurt when I got up. But with the Wave mattress, that is no longer the case. And it helps my back out even more when I'm sleeping. And this might have something to do with the Wave mattress having a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. We have the original Casper in my oldest son's room, which my son loves. And Casper also has the Essential mattress for three different types of mattresses. They offer sizes from Twin to California Kings with a great price. And with Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You don't like it, you get your money back and they come and pick it up and donate it to charity. If you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, you'll save $50 on select mattresses, terms and conditions apply. You order online and it is delivered right to your door. So no need to go out in the cold to get it either. They are able to offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middlemen and sells directly to you with delivery right now for the U.S. and Canada, and it's free delivery. When said mattress is delivered, it is in a squarish box. You think, no way is there a mattress in there. But you cut it open, and the package, and the mattress just opens up and expands to form. It really is amazing. Just Google Casper Mattress Unboxing. 
Again, to save $50 towards select mattresses, go to casper.com slash TII. Use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com slash TII, promo code TII to save $50 on select mattresses. Thanks, Casper, for the great mattress, and thanks for supporting the show. There was an article showing an iPad Pro sticking to a refrigerator. Apparently, there are lots of magnets in the new iPad Pro so as to hold the new smart key board folio in place for actually using those magnets to stick it to your fridge. Uh, no, that is completely not recommended. Remember, these things crack easily when dropped. And yeah, drop they will be if you try to stick them to a fridge. Sure, it makes for a cute photo for a blog post, but it is really a bad idea. Hello, Rob! Daniel from West Beach in Cambridgeshire, here in the old UK. So I've just sat through the keynote for the new iPad, and I want to get the new iPad. And I really want to get the new iPad, and I was right there. But all the way through the iPad event, I was thinking, drop Final Cut Pro X. Drop compatibility now. Do it, Tim. Do it. I've got the card in my hand. It's throbbing with excitement, but it never came. And I now think to myself, the pencil, okay, is better. I like the idea of it attaching to the iPad. I've just lost my third Apple pencil, um, so I'm going to have a decision to make. Do I spend £99 on a new Apple pencil, or do I spend over 1300 on a new iPad just to get a new pencil that attaches to the iPad? The dilemmas that me and my bank manager have to go through to keep me either decisions of kidneys or eating is phenomenal. So, my question, why, why, Rob, why will Apple not release Final Cut Pro X onto their iPad Pro, which is their Pro Market machine? I can only think it's because they want to sell Macs, they want to sell MacBooks because it makes more money. But unless you can come up with an, with an answer um, in all your geniusness uh, that, that puts me into that camp and away from this camp that treats Apple as a bunch of greedy BR stars, uh, then uh, please do, because I would like that. Um, other than that, I'm pretty happy with my iPhone X still. I don't see the need to upgrade. My iPhone, my Apple Watch Series 1 is still going really strong, despite it being incredibly slow. It's almost like uh, Apple products develop some sort of birth defect, um, except they don't do it at the start of their life, they do it towards the end. Maybe like dementia, actually. Maybe, maybe we need to have a, a fundraiser, a Kickstarter, to help poor Apple products that are senile dementia in their later years. Maybe we can raise some money to help these poor, uh, poor equipment. Technology, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, oh, I digress. I go off on a tangent all the time. Anyway, love, love the show. Love listening to your advice. Uh, my bank manager doesn't like me listening to your podcast, but then that's mine and his problem to hash out, not yours. All right? Love your show. Love your face. Keep up the good work. All the best. And, uh, <coughs> love story. Daniel, thank you, as always, for your wonderful feedback. And per your question, is it 
that Apple wants to sell MacBooks is the reason why they don't have that on there? No, I'm not convinced Apple wants to sell MacBook Pros. I mean, look what they've done to the MacBook Pro. If Apple really wanted to sell MacBook Pros, they wouldn't have gutted all the features on the MacBook Pro. There's no SD card slot. There is no HDMI port. The MacBook Pro is not Pro. At best, it's an El Camino when we talk about the whole pickup truck analogy. So I am not convinced that Apple actually really wants to sell MacBook Pros. iPad Pros, yes, they want to sell iPad Pros. But I don't think they want to sell MacBook Pros. At least they don't appear to based on what they've done to the MacBook Pro. Now, this is not a Mac show. And I only mention the MacBook Pro and the dearth of features on the MacBook Pro because I don't believe that Apple's holding back putting things on the iPad Pro because they want to sell their Macs. They, to my, In my opinion, again, they really don't want to sell Macs. I think they want to get out of the whole Mac business and just be in the iOS, the iPad, and the iPhone business. All right. Now, I'm going to say something here that's completely shocking. But you can bend the new iPad Pros. I know. Wow. Shocker. Hold the press. Apple reduced the width of the old iPad Pros, so the new ones are much thinner, um, which, by the way, you could also bend the old iPad Pros. And the new devices are also bendable and are possibly even more bendable. Wow. It's almost like the laws of physics were observed or something. There are reports of people bending the new iPad Pros with their hands, which, you know, we definitely do not recommend you try. There are also some reports of people having them bent in their backpacks, but others saying, no, they're holding up quite fine. As with any really, really thin device that is much longer and wider than it is thin, it can be bent. Some articles I saw made it sound like this is new just to the new iPad Pro. Reality, it's not. There are many videos out there of the older iPad Pros. There's one from June 14th, 2017, showing the iPad Pro 9.7 inch being bent rather easily. Quote, super easy to bend, unquote, from the video. Again, that was back from June 2017. How much of a real world issue has it been? Yeah, not really. Same with the iPad Pro 10.5 inch. Quote, unbelievably easy to bend, unquote, from the video. So that the new iPad Pros, which are thinner, can also be bent? Wow. Shocker. Um, pretty simple. Take care of your iPads. Duh. Get a case and, well, don't ever try to bend it on purpose. And hint, if you're trying to jam it into your backpack because there's all kinds of stuff in your backpack and it can barely fit in there and there's weird shaped things in your backpack, you might be getting ready to bend it. Just saying. Whenever any new major products come out from Apple, I like to do a summary of the reviews that are out there on the new Apple products. But not just a summary of the summaries, but really, I like to read the last couple of sentences of a bunch of the different reviews. And, and here they are for the new iPad Pro. From Jeffrey Van Camp at Wired, quote, The iPad Pro is one of the most powerful computers you can own. It could be the best PC too, or better than a Mac. For now, it still has to settle for being the best tablet money can buy, unquote. From Mark Spoonauer at Laptop Mag, quote, If you're looking for a true laptop replacement, the Surface Pro 6 is a better option. It's not a speedy, but Microsoft's 2-in-1 offers a more comfortable keyboard and a touchpad with a true desktop environment. 
Then again, Apple didn't set out to create a two-in-one. The company wanted to deliver the ultimate mobile device for those who like the idea of using touch and pencil input most of the time. And if you're in that target audience, nothing comes close to the iPad Pro, unquote. From Raymond Wong on Mashable, quote, just like with the original Mac, the new iPad Pros are made for creators who will gladly embrace the cost because it makes things so much easier and faster. The new iPad Pros are only expensive if you buy one and don't create things with it. Otherwise, they're a steal for anyone who wants the future today, unquote. From John Gruber at Daring Fireball, quote, These iPad Pros aren't cheap, but these aren't just tablets. They're tablets, yes, but there's also no just to them. Dollar for dollar, they are better value than any MacBook Apple has ever made. They match, and in some areas, exceed the CPU and GPU performance of MacBook Pros that cost $3,000 or more. These are serious iPads for serious iPad users, unquote. From Alexander Niki, from Resource, quote, In conclusion, there were no laptops or desktops on the set, and we experienced no limitations in the creative or production side of the photo shoot. Now, as a graphic designer, I can't wait to see a full-featured version of InDesign and Illustrator for the iPad, fingers crossed, unquote. From David Fellon at The Independent out of the UK, quote, the new iPad Pro is a huge upgrade from previous models and is easily Apple's most accomplished and attractive tablet yet. Its speed and versatility are remarkable, arguably more than many will need, but for creatives especially, it's going to become the tablet of choice. For many of us, a regular iPad will do, especially now that the latest regular model is compatible with the first generation pencil. But for those who want a bigger display, a spectacularly good keyboard, and a superbly improved pencil, the iPad Pro is hard to resist. That's before we even get as far as recognizing how speedy it is, comparable to most of the fastest laptops, Apple says, and it certainly seems that way. It's not cheap, of course. The new iPad Pro, though, is the most powerful, not to mention the most beautiful tablet you can find anywhere, unquote. From Kenny Yao from Hardware Zone out of Singapore, quote, if you think about it, even the latest notebooks today are compromised machines. If we want something thin and light, we have to sacrifice performance. And if we want performance, we have to be ready to lug a heavy machine around. But the new iPad Pro does not hold to these aphorisms. There is no compromise. It blends superlative performance into a thin and light body. It's a tablet with no equal. If you can afford it, this is the best tablet available right now. The only question is if it fits your lifestyle needs, and usage patterns. If it does, I think you'll be very pleased with the new iPad Pro, unquote. These previous articles were all linked to from the Apple site, so keep that in mind. The next few were not, so they may give a little more unskewed view of the world, or at least um, they were not cherry-picked by Apple for one reason or another. From Andrew O'Hara at Apple Insider, quote, Apple has designed the new iPad Pro for the future. That much is clear. But today, it does make significant inroads into simplifying our professional workflow. No, it doesn't replace our computer. But at least right now, it isn't meant to. Professionals don't always have one machine. If we switched today to the iPad Pro and ditched our MacBook Pro, we'd still wind up with a Mac Mini running in the background acting as a media server. 
Whether it's meant to replace a PC or not is a different question, but it doesn't mean that iOS and the iPad Pro can't fulfill the potential it already has. The iPad Pro has room to grow, and it undoubtedly will. This iPad Pro feels like the most polished iPad yet and was worth our upgrading, but we will still be here patiently waiting for third-party apps to tap into that unbridled power and for Apple to finally focus on the new features with iOS 13 rather than the polishing and performance-focused iOS 12. We give it 4.5 out of 5 stars, unquote. From Patrick Lucas Austin with Time.com, quote, While the bulk of this article was written on the iPad Pro, all edits and other tests necessary for getting this review online were done on a MacBook Pro. Thanks to the iPad's inconsistent handling of our publishing system, text would disappear, changes would go unsaved, and so on. Out of frustration, I would keep my laptop next to me while typing, doing my best to avoid opening the lid until the annoyances grew too great. The iPad Pro is a stellar device, especially if you hate taking a laptop around and to enjoy things like movies or games. It's thin, light, and has a high-resolution display that has an ecosystem of thousands of apps to choose from. The Apple Pencil is fantastic and makes drawing, painting, writing, and annotating feel more fun than it should be. But this is still an iPad, and the cheapest iPad at $329 features that you'll love most about Apple's tablets with a far more reasonable price tag. It supports the first-generation Apple Pencil, has a perfectly sized 9.7-inch Retina display, and runs all the apps you'll need to get your photo editing and music production done. The iPad Pro is capable of many things, but the software is holding it back from its true potential. Here's hoping iOS 13 brings the portable powerhouse closer to the PC Apple so desperately wants to get rid of, unquote. And finally, from Inquirer.net, author not named, quote, The iPad's web browsers still have the basic features similar to that of smartphones, and most times the apps that are put in place do not function as well, and several desktop features are unavailable. One can easily say a lot of these features are the fault of developers, but Apple takes the blame. Without a doubt, the world is not set to drop their PCs or see the iPad in the same regard just yet, regardless of how powerful and easy to use it is. After publicly declaring the new iPad Pro as a PC, it's time for them to adjust the policies on iOS to prompt developers to treat the iPad the same way they treat the MacBook. It's about time for iOS to get critical upgrades that will make things work. Finally, the iPad Pro is amongst the most powerful computers one can possess. Matter of fact, it can beat any PC or the Mac, but for the time being, it maintains its role as the most powerful tablet in the universe, unquote. I hope these quotes help you if you are on the fence. There are a lot of articles out there about the new iPad Pro. None of them really harped on changing to USB-C. Actually, most seem to welcome the change as to that non-proprietary port and the added flexibility that could and should bring to the future. Also, none of them said this device was really a true laptop replacement. Some said that was more a limitation of iOS, as you, as you can hear in those reviews, and definitely not a hardware limitation. We joked last time that while Apple said it was faster than 93% of the i7-based laptops out there, uh, they did not say what percentage they were more expensive than. <laughs> and that was clear in the wrap-up of most of the reviews. Price, 
Price is something to be seriously considered. And look out on Thanksgiving weekend to see if Apple gives any discount. Although I would be surprised if they did for the new iPad Pros. And finally, as I said on the last episode, if you're on the fence, probably the best review will be your own. Go to your local Apple store, play with one for a little bit, see how you like it. And speaking of Black Friday, there are going to be many different Black Friday deals this year. Some of them will be for other iPads other than the new iPad Pro and ones that are already announced at Best Buy, the iPad mini 4th gen, Wi-Fi only, 2015 version, will be $250 at Target and Best Buy. That's $150 cheaper than the price on Apple.com. Dollar amount, percentage-wise, that's the best deal I've seen in all the Black Friday deals so far for iOS devices. The 128 barely enough gigabyte regular iPad 6th gen, Wi-Fi only, is $100 off at Best Buy, selling for $330. And Apple AirPods are $200 off for the 100 or $140. They're at Newegg with the promo code BFAD155. I have no idea who gets credit for that promo code. It's not me. But that's that seems to be the best deal right now for AirPods out there. Best Buy also has a great deal for anyone interested in the Apple HomePod. Um, they have it for $100 off. You heard me right. $100 off the Apple HomePod coming in at $250. You're looking for that gift for some significant other in your life? This may be that perfect gift. I love my uh, my HomePod, and I would love it $100 more if I had bought it at $250 instead of $350. Both Target and Macy's will have great deals on Apple Watches Series 3, not 4, Series 3, $200 for the 38 millimeter GPS version, that is a savings of $80. And then 42 millimeter version will be $230, also in savings of $80. And if you want an iPhone, Walmart is offering a $400 gift card when you buy an iPhone 8, 8 Plus, or 10, or a $300 gift card if you buy 10S, 10S Max, or 10R. However, all iPhones must be purchased on qualifying AT&T, Sprint, or Verizon payment plans and offer is only valid in Walmart stores. Also at Walmart, you can get the iPhone SE for $79 on the Walmart family mobile plans. T-Mobile, not wanting to be left out, uh, not at Walmart, but at their stores, says you can get an iPhone XR at no cost if you add an existing line and trade in an eligible device towards the XR. One thing we did not mention about the iPhone XR versus the XS and XS Max, the iPhone XR has slower wireless download speeds, about half that of the 10s and the 10s Max. Or let's rephrase that. The 10s and the 10s Max have faster download speeds than any of the other iPhones for sale today. Yes, let's make that a positive. Unless you want to actually get one of the other iPhones, then it is negative. That all said, getting real-world, top-of-the-line download speeds, um, yeah, outside of having an Aero router in your house, good luck once you walk out the door. Obviously, Check Apple.com on Thanksgiving, uh, November 21st, and Black Friday, November 22nd, to see if there are any additional deals. Oh, and check Amazon.com, as they signed a deal to start selling Apple products. So, yeah, there might be something on Amazon this year as well. I was back in New York again this past week, and when I travel to New York for business, I stay at my parents' house on Long Island, and it again reminded me of how bad their Wi-Fi coverage is. It does not come close to covering the whole house, and in most of the house, 
where you do connect, it is so slow. Right now, my dad cannot even use his iPad in his bedroom. They need a major Wi-Fi upgrade, and that is where today's sponsor, Eero, comes to the rescue. For Christmas, I am getting them the Eero base unit plus two beacons, which will bathe my parents' entire home in Wi-Fi bliss. Eero, E-E-R-O, makes a Wi-Fi mesh network for your home. And as I mentioned on previous episodes, Eero offers the fastest Wi-Fi I've ever tested. This is the second generation Eero unit, which added a third 5 gigahertz radio, and it is a mesh network, just like at office buildings, but now for your home. You only need to hardwire connect the base station unit. The beacons you just plug into a standard wall outlet, and they even have a nightlight. Never think about Wi-Fi again. To get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus, please visit Eero.com slash TII, and at checkout, enter promo code TII. With Eero Plus, you get total network protection with the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. You get advanced security, content blocking, and ad blocking. Eero even automatically pushes out software updates that make sure you have the latest security protection for your home network. And the units also have a new thread radio for lower power devices like my parents' ring doorbell or other Wi-Fi enabled IoT devices. Again, to get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus, please visit Eero.com slash TII and at checkout, enter promo code TII. As I've said before, this is the best, best, best Wi-Fi I've ever tested or heard of. Thanks, Eero, for unleashing the wireless power of all my Apple products and for allowing me to check off my parents' Christmas gift already. Hello, Ron. This is Ray out of Baltimore, Maryland. A listener called you recently on an episode and asked about how to get rid of the preview picture when you take a screenshot. I have not been able to make it not come up, but I do know how to make it go away right away. But sometimes when I do a screenshot, I need to get to that part of the screen. And what I do is just swipe left and it will go away immediately. Also, if you just tap it, it come up to edit it. But what I usually do is hit done and hit delete if I accidentally take a screenshot of something I didn't want to take a screenshot of. But hopefully they'll find this helpful. Another thing I wanted to point out that might be helpful to the listeners is that when you do take a screenshot, you can use your phone regular right away with any with no problem as long as you don't have to get to the area of the phone where the screenshot preview is. And that way, if it's not bothering you, you can just let it go away by itself without swiping left. Again, hopefully someone will find this helpful. Till next time, bye for now. Ray, thank you for your feedback and comments. Into the email bag we go. Hi Rob, on episode 469, I heard your comments on split screen on my iPad Air 2 running iOS 11. When I opened Amazon giveaways each day, I would click on all giveaways, which opens in Safari, then scroll down and I would hold down on the item until the drop down box opens and then click on open in split view and the item would then show up on the right in split view. Now with iOS 12, that feature is gone. It only allows uh, or only gives you the choices of open in Amazon or open a new tab. I know you can open dual windows with different apps, but it isn't a friendly feature. Regards, Roy Sabo. Well, thank you, Roy. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. 
Hope you feel the following suggestion could be a good new idea for some. If someone finds uh, your lost or misplaced locked phone out of the blue, uh, out of Bluetooth range, find my phone is a possible recovery option. However, there is a potential easier option. Assuming it is found by someone interested in actually returning your phone, I believe most people are willing to return a phone, especially a locked phone. A simple option is to open a new note and write in it, if found, please call uh, whatever your phone number is, which would be a relative or a friend, not obviously the number for the phone. Uh, Take a picture of that note and make it your lock screen page. Of course, the person owning the phone needs a number, uh, needs to agree to be used for this purpose. Regards, names redacted. Well, thanks for the tip. And I was going to say, obviously, it can be the number of the phone. It can't be the number of the phone itself, but actually, that's not true. Um, If you have an Apple Watch Series 3 or an Apple Watch Series uh, 4 with LTE, then it could and and should actually be the phone's own number. Um, But add in the note that when they call, you will answer on your Apple Watch and do let it go to voicemail if not answered. So in other words, what, what I'm saying here is, it's okay to actually use the same phone number as the phone as long as you have an Apple Watch Series 3 or Series 4 because chances are you may lose the Apple Watch, uh, lose the phone but not the Apple Watch and you'll have the Apple Watch on when that happens and then if someone calls the number, you can answer right on your Apple Watch and say, hey, yes, thank you, where are you with my phone? So you can still use that same number. Hi, Rob. Here's my quick impression of iOS 12. My iPhone 5S is a bit quicker. I like the bolder colors and messages Screen time will be useful. Measure doesn't work for this old hardware. Um, Better uh, Apple Maps might be useful at some day. And shortcuts, well, that brings me to Watch OS 5. I've been using a workflow on my watch almost every day since I got my watch. And that functionality seems to be gone. At least that's what I'm hearing, a quick Uh, DM to Apple support, they apparently answer these quickly, netted this gem. Quote, we'd like to look into this with you and make sure everything is working as expected. The replacement for workflow shortcuts can work on your iPhone and iPad. However, for usage beyond this, we'd like to invite you to provide feedback about the features you'd like to see. You can do that here, apple.com slash feedback, and it's capital F on feedback. Um, So apple.com slash feedback with capital F. I asked to um, any custom shortcuts work from the Apple Watch. They said, quote, great question. Shortcuts that require an app to open on your iOS device might not work on your Apple Watch. The feedback link in our previous message will be best way to let us know more about the features you'd like to see, unquote. Sad day that I can actually do less with my watch now. Regards, Dan. Well, Dan, thank you for that feedback and those quotes and and the apple.com slash capital F feedback. Um, And let's get into uh, one more voicemail message here. Hey, Rob. uh, This is Gil calling from Boston. I have a a comment and then a request for some advice. First comment is regarding the health and activity apps on the Apple Watch I was driving from the uh, Berkshires in Massachusetts back to our home in suburban Boston a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, as soon as you get into the car, your phone says you will not receive any notifications while driving. And then as we're driving along about an hour into the drive, 
I get a message popping up on my phone saying, it's time to stand up and move around. Of course, that would not be a wise thing to do while you're in the middle of the last And I'm just curious why the watch activity app isn't aware by connecting to the phone that you're in the car. I mean, a more sensible thing would be for it to say, hey, you've been driving and sitting for over an hour. Why don't you stop at a rest stop and take a break or something like that? They should get their act together on those things. Okay, that's the end of the first thing. The second thing is a, is a recommendation. We have a four-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter who, for the holidays, I'd like to get her a, a refurbished iPad so that she can play appropriate kids' games, learning apps, some storybook apps, et cetera, et cetera. Even she'll be at the point where she could even maybe uh, use Kindle to read some kids' books that I've been accumulating for her. I'd like some recommendations from your users as to which model. Obviously, I don't need the latest iPad Air with uh, a lot of uh, bells and whistles, something that will, that will work for her for a few years to be able to do those appropriate kids' things and suggestions as to uh, vendors where I would go to look for this. Thanks a lot. As always, appreciate your show. Thanks. Bye. And Gil, per earlier in the episode, there are some really good Black Friday deals for iPads, uh, the original iPad, uh, 32-gig one. I didn't even mention it. There's a 32-gig one that's also for sale for $250 uh, at Walmart. Again, it's just 32-gig, but for a four-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter at $250, yeah, it's a pretty darn good deal. And then there's iPad Mini as well. That's just $250 on sale from Target. So there's some options for Black Friday. I think three good options. There's 128 gig, a current iPad 6th gen. So don't skimp on going something old when actually the latest generation iPad 6th gen Air, you can get 128 gig or the 32 gig for a really decent price on Black Friday. For those of you out there that like Spotify and have an Apple Watch, Good news, Spotify for Apple Watch is out, at least for me. Some said it's rolling out over the next week. But looks like uh, the Spotify update went out on the 13th of November. Make sure to update to the latest version of Spotify and have your Apple Watch charging and make sure it's updated fully. If you listen to podcasts on Spotify, the new Apple Watch app for Spotify makes it easy to scroll through your podcast and play the latest episode, skip forward or back 15 seconds change the volume, and you can even change the speed of the playback from the Apple Watch controls, which is nice, as most I listen to at one and a half speed, but sometimes there's a few shows that I dare say I like to slow it down to 1x speed. I guess you can also use it for that music thing too, so there's that for those of you that use Spotify for music. But for the majority of you, you're listening on Spotify for podcasts, right? And well, now you can control those podcasts from your Apple Watch via the Spotify app. What are the rules of robotics? One, a robot may not injure a human being or, through an action, allow a human being to come to harm. Two, a robot must obey any orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Today's show was again brought to you by Eero, which is by far the fastest and best Wi-Fi I have ever tested. 
To get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus, please visit Eero.com slash TII and at checkout, enter promo code TII. Before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MUNDORG. Or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode. Or be a question or rant you have about something else. An app or product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you create on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. And if you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $50 off a select mattress shipped right to your door. Again, go to casper.com slash TII, use promo code TII. Terms and conditions apply. Finally, check out the TI app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TI app or get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Libsyn Media Network. If you are looking for podcast hosting, go to Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for hosting for your podcast and creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can be found everywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Overcast, Stitcher, and everywhere else you listen to audio.
Why do you, why do you think we need to get an iPad Pro? Um, because um, well, people who are getting their first iPad will get this new iPad, and they might stumble across a problem like the screen won't come out, or um, it's frozen, or you can't download anything, or something like that, or um, settings or won't open, or the battery might combust. We might know and then be able to find the problem and tell people before they get the problem, and that way it would. Um, so, so, what you're trying to say is we need to get a new iPad Pro as a community service for the listeners of the show? And for me and my brother. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. That's why. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. So, so, you want the iPad Pro for you and your brother? Well, you would be able to review and see all the changes, but the commercial reviews already half of the changes. But you have two iPad Pros. What do you need a third iPad Pro for? Well, the new iPad Pro is a big difference. Face ID, a magnetic charging, a and thinner, bigger, and louder speakers. You mean the magnetic charging for the Apple Pencil? Yeah. And I hated that we had to charge the uh, Apple Pencil by plugging it in. What made it really hard to draw, so I've stopped drawing a bunch. So you're going to draw more? You're going to create more artwork if, if we yeah. got the new Pro? Yes. You think so? Yes. But what if I we don't get it now? Um. Well, then you won't mm -hmm. have any uh, extra... Oh, I don't see... Uh, pictures at the beginning of your episodes because you've already seen all the Apple stores and they're all the same and then you'll be look, just putting your logo up on it all the time. So you really want this new iPad Pro? Yes, and I think it might solve a lot of problems and hey, you might regret not being able to get it and then you'll be too late. And oh. we're almost on the verge of being too late because... Right now, almost all the videos are coming up, and you're going to be too late, and everybody's going to know Maybe everything. Maybe we could do the Ben test if we got it. No, you don't want me to do the Ben test with it? No, I do not <laughs> want to do the Ben test. You sure? We could do the Ben test. See how easy it is to bend? Yeah. You how about the drop test, then the Ben test? Um, They're both already on YouTube, so... So we don't need to do those. No. But but there's other reviews there that are helping people on YouTube. So why do we need to get it again? I'm trying to remember why. Uh, because, well, there's one, maybe two on YouTube. Um, and not many people really click on it unless they're subscribed. And it takes months for people to really see it. You have 30,000 viewers in like two days already when they are getting... Maybe 10,000 viewers after five weeks. So, yeah. So, the comparison, you might be able to help more people because not everybody watches YouTube. And uh, you might be able to get more people who want to Oh, good. Then we're getting back to the drop also. test and the bend test. We are not getting back to the drop test and the bend test because if you really wanted that, you would look it up on search. Google. All right. Well, you know, I'm still not convinced you really want the iPad Pro this year, so um, I'll have to think about it. Oh, yeah. I can give you a hundred more reasons. No, no. I think you're, you're done. No, no. It's okay. And I think you need to go back. And the new iPad Pro 
it's bigger screen it has a bunch more capability they even have a new keyboard what fits so much better instead of on the side the problem is i'm don't think there's going to be many cases released that will support the uh keyboard so oh yeah that's a downside so we may be better off holding off you're right that's a good point i'm i'm looking at the one downside out of a hundred good sides but that one downside is a is a really valid point well there might not be many cases out there but apple will probably be on that Mm. okay Wait, did it? Were they on it with the iPad Pro or not? Well, I mean, I uh, the STM to me on the on the original iPad Pro, uh, iPad Pro, the STM case was the best case out there. But now that can't combined with the keyboard. Now at this time, Apple um, is going with the whole folio case, so it's you don't need the case and the keyboard. Uh, the case and the keyboard are one piece. So that's a, a I, Yeah, I haven't done much research before this. Okay. No, but you've been bugging me a lot about it. Yes, I have. I've been bugging you for weeks ever since I seen the original commercial. Okay. And you're out of town. Oh, all right. Well, we'll have to think about it. Yeah. All, right. all right. I've been bugging you since ho- uh, before Halloween, so really, it's a long time. All right, Porter. Well, thank you for your input today. You're welcome. <laughs>